think it, it, this sounds weird. I might be talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I either think it's going to be a blowout or it's going to be really close. Um, so, which, gee, great. No, that's, isn't that the two that's possibilities? Like that's <laughs> 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 the two actually for actual, both teams. <laughs> <laughs> that's the two actual possibilities, Fred. <laughs> Man just done this like, like four Super Bowls or he's cheered for both teams. <laughs> I shit oh. you not. <laughs> I love, I love it. Bill's 24-3. Oh. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Three? That's aggressive. Wow. Three. That's Three. not a stinker. That's diarrhea, man. That's... <laughs> Paying out the Eagles for losing the bad teams, but we're going to lord Tampa Bay for beating bad teams. Damn right yeah, we are. Okay. Damn right we are. Okay. Still You've got a long way before you find somebody who loves Baker Mayfield as much as Ian, by he's, the way. He's, <laughs> he's frustrating as fuck as a player and a QP, just in general. Um, he's just gonna he's gonna throw the ball wherever he wants to throw it. He's like, I don't know, Josh Allen. Josh Allen White. Yes. Josh Allen White. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. 100%. Jinx. Jinx. Same from... drop. No, I'm pretty sure Baker is your top search on Pornhub, mate. I'm pretty sure you. As soon as your, as soon as your, as soon as your, as soon as your laptop opens, it's just with Baker nudes. It's Baker, Baker baguette. It's Baker just painting <laughs> painting the walls of the stadium down in there in Tampa Bay. Is that a, yeah, is that a, is that a baguette uh, or are you happy to see me? Well, yeah. That's pretty much the one, but yeah. G'day Aussie Gridiron fans. Welcome to a very special edition of G'day Gridiron for the Aussie Gridiron Network. We're back with our the first week of our playoff series, our fully packed playoff series. The majority of the boys are in the shed right now. Uh, we've got Maddie C. How you going? Hey, hey, I'm excellent, Ian. How are you, mate? Very well. What? Manjot. Hey, let's go, boys. So hyped oh. for these playoff shows. Excellent. First time in uh, in the shed for a combined show. We got Brad. How you going, Bradley? I am living the dream. If I was any better, it'd be illegal. <laughs> fucking... Oh, I'm feeling dangerous. <laughs> oh, look at... oh, man. And of course, we have Taylor wins everything. Good old. How are you going, mate? Well, mate, I'm doing a lot better than Trevor Lawrence. I can tell you that. Uh, yes, absolutely Thanks. is. Speaking of not winning. Ouch. <laughs> I can take that from a Titans fan. <laughs> of course, what are we all doing here? We're here to talk about the about playoff football uh, and uh, the first ever fully amalgamated Aussie Gridiron Network show. Plus, we weren't the, we weren't the network last season, but we are. Uh, we are missing one very important member. That is Marky Mark. He is AWOL tonight. Unfortunately, can't be with us. But we know Mark's going to be around. He's going to be listening. Yeah. He'll, he'll pop up in our chats and tell us all kind of meaningful things every now and then. Uh, and it will always be great to have him here, so we'll see how we go Well, I haven't on. seen Mark and Pitbull in the same room, and I'm pretty sure no. Pitbull's got a world tour going on right now. So. Yeah, like just like the conspiracy theories with Taylor and Dr. Goodall, uh, I mean, Mark, Marky Mark and uh, Pitbull, uh, it's basically the same thing. Those are crazy <laughs> conspiracy theories, absolutely unfounded. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally unfounded. I mean, you did try to address that on the fantasy show last week. We were in the same room together, Ian. Like, yes. how much more do Wasn't you it two I know, but, in a row? but there's people that still don't believe it, Taylor. There's it's people ridiculous. out there that just don't believe it. There's tinfoil hats oh. out there. Oh, there's definitely tinfoil <laughs> oh, hats. We deal with the NFL on a daily basis. There's definitely tinfoil hats. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers looking at you. 
<laughs> Word. Oh, hey, you AA Ron. <laughs> oh, my, my man, AA Ron. Uh, all right. What are we doing? We Basically, we're doing a G'day Gridiron show. We're going to talk about all the games, preview, wildcard weekend, and what a massive weekend it is. Later on, you will also hear, uh, this, later on this weekend, I should say, you'll also hear a fantasy show from the Aussie NFL fantasy perspective. Maddie has some games cooked up mm. for us in the vein of fantasy. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. So that'll be some great, great fun. It's going to be awesome. I mean, this is what I like about this is we get us all in one room and then we literally just go through what each other shows do best and half of us are just visitors to the other people's shows. But we know each other's shows pretty well because, you know, we spend a lot of time together. We spend a heap of time chatting to each other through the week in between productions too. So there's a lot of familiarity. But this is super special because getting us all in one room just never fucking happens. It never does. um, It never happens. It's because it's insane. And his energy in the 20 minutes in the green room before he came on was just mental. It was just like watching kids on Red Cordial just go spastically oh, berserk. Just, just like, full like, of... Like the Red Cordial I've, the red cordial I've <laughs> got in front of me, the Maddie. Is that what you're talking about? 100%. 100%. So, yeah, that's that's what the energy's been like. So, trying to keep ourselves on on schedule is going to be... Uh, I, I don't envy your task for the first show, eh? No, I don't. Tone. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not. Yes, I do have to set a tone, and I don't know what kind of tone that's going to be, especially with you and Taylor in the one room. So it's going to be a great tone too, because Ian and I, as we came on, we've decided we're going to go with like the big pubs in our in our hometowns. So we've we have- got like the Royal. Uh, in Musselbrook is his background. I've got the Royal Dan Quimbian as my my background. So it's on. Like the Malarkey's already started. Already started. Already 100%. started. All right. Um, we should mention, boys, we've, we're doing a giveaway at the moment. Uh, the Aussie Gridiron Network is doing a bit of a tipping contest giveaway in conjunction with ESPN uh, Pick Your Bracket, I think is what they called it. Uh, yeah, the old pigskin pick'em. The old pigskin pick'em bracket challenge. So if you go to a very special link on any one of our stories or our uh, Instagram feeds, Facebook feeds, you'll find it all over the social media. Um, yeah at Aussie Gridiron Network, at G'day Gridiron, and at Aussie NFL Fantasy. Go in there, enter yourself, pick your bracket for playoffs. Uh, of course, you can you can win some things and have some bragging rights with ESPN themselves, but we are doing a giveaway of a couple of our shirts, Matty. Yeah, yeah. So we've worked pretty hard on this too. I know that G'day Gridiron is going through this wonderful um uh, it's this wonderful uh, branding thing where you've got uh, got a few things cooking in the background yes. with some merchandise, and we're, we're going to team it all up. We're, we're essentially going to have this like Aussie gridiron merchandise store ready to roll. But this is kind of the the first little taste samples of things from that. So there's a great G'day gridiron design, which has a Tassie Devil. It's a running back on the shirt, uh, and then uh, of course a bit more on the fantasy end of it for for the other shirt that you can win in this uh, good old Russ is pass <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> Russell Wilson being just fucking dreadful at the Broncos since he got there. But look, this is great. There's two shirts, so uh, you know, winner. Um, we'll, we'll just get in touch with you at the end and, uh, and and work out where to send them to, what sizes you need, and we'll, we'll make it happen. But uh, you'll find that, as Ian said, you can find it on any of our social medias. Follow the link on that, and it's literally an ESPN bracket where you're going to be tipping against us too. We're, uh, all of us are in there. All of us are in there. Um, Manjot's in there. Ian's in there. Taylor, Brad. So you, it's not just that you're going against other people who are, you know, fans of the shows, but uh, you're also going against the experts. And I'm going to say experts because a couple of you guys did pretty well in the season-long tipping, and we'll talk about that on the, the later show this week. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you'll hear a few of those tips from us tonight. We'll be uh, picking some games as we preview them. Yep. Um, maybe doing some score predictions and seeing how we go uh, over this week so we can have a little bit to um, to brag about and rib each other on next week when we get to that side. Yeah, boy. For now, we should start with these previews because we've got some massive, massive games to preview this week in Wildcard Weekend. Uh, there's six huge games, and I mean huge. I can't find one of these games which is going to seem like it's a, a bit of a, a downer, uh, even with seven seeds in there. It, usually the, the seventh seed, the 2v7 games are a little bit iffy, but not this year. Um, so it's it's very, very exciting. Let's start uh, with the first one of the weekend, Sunday Australian time, 8.30am. The Browns are going to the new AFC South champions, the Houston Texans. Uh, they're going to come in to the Texans, uh, who are a, a very, very young squad, of course, uh, led by CJ Stroud. Did have Tank Dell in there for quite a lot of the season. Unfortunately, Tank is out injured now. But they do have some, some other, a lot of other young guys on that squad, and a lot of amazing guys. Uh, I, this is going to be a very interesting matchup with the likes of CJ Stroud versus a thirty-nine-year-old QB in Joe Flacco for the Browns, who's come in and set uh, set the Browns on fire for sure over the last. Uh, Few games of the, of oh, the in season. a different way to how they're used to being set on fire. And often the Browns yes. are on fire, but yeah, it's a lot like a, a dustbin, just fucking inferno. That's right. And Tay <laughs> Tay's been very high on the Flacco experience. I think you we all kick it to him first. You have to. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> Tay, uh, how are you feeling about this game and uh, and Joe Flacco? <laughs> it's he's been anything but flaccid, mate. He's been absolutely slinging the fuck out of that thing. It's it's a real interesting matchup between one extreme and the other. One's a rookie, and one is a complete non-rookie. If that's a good way to put it, uh, it's it's a real interesting matchup because I feel like often in the postseason you get there, and then I feel like there's a tendency to run the ball early just to sort of get you get yourself into the game and sort of take it easy. But I think both rushing op- uh, offenses are going to struggle in this game. Uh, Houston were amazing in the second half of the year at defending the run. They just basically when they took a horrendous weakness that they had and turned it into a strength in the second half of the year this year. So I think Cleveland's going to struggle themselves to run the ball. And then on the flip side, Cleveland's been amazing against the run all year. And honestly, they've been amazing against everything. So I, th- I think the Texans aren't going to be able to just sort of hand the ball off. I think it really is going to be on Stroud's back in this game because I feel like if they're going to get anything going, it's going to be some spectacular plays from him and Nico Collins. So the only weak sort of weakness I would say is, it's funny to say, like I honestly think Flacco is going to have a good game here. I think that the Texans probably have the, if you look at them, if any weaknesses, I guess their secondary would be the biggest weakness out of the two rush defenses and the two secondaries. So I think that's where the Browns will try to exploit them. I think it's going to be a lot of uh, Flacco and Amari Cooper in this game. And it's just going to be a real interesting one because I, I really, if you were to look at, say, fantasy assets, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be looking at really any of them highly. Like I said, I think Flacco and Murray Cooper will have the best games out of everyone, but I don't see that being amazing. Well, I actually am thinking this might be an unders game because I think people think the Strouds is going to go out there and sling the ball. But in the end, 
I think it's going to be tough for him being a rookie in his first playoff game. I know he's a freak, uh, but this Cleveland defense really is legit. So I uh, look, I, you know, we'll give our tips at the end, but um, I'm definitely sort of leaning towards Cleveland here, uh, and I think Flacco with the experience is going to what's going to get him home here. Brad, we love talking about the uh, the lines and the the unders and stuff through the season on G'day Gridiron. Browns are favoured minus two and a half right now, and the uh, the total's set at forty four and a half at the moment, which is the third highest this week. Any thoughts on that? Well, you know, playoff football is un- unlike anything in terms of it's just a, the intensity is so extreme. What Houston has going for it is it it's at home. Uh, if this was in Cleveland, I think it would be a cakewalk for the Browns. Personally, you can tell where I'm leaning. But uh, I think the fact that it's at Houston, that brings that line down and it makes it much more reasonable. So what did you say it was? Two and a half? Three two and points? a half. Two and a half to the yeah. Browns. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that's. I still think that's a little loose. I think the Browns are gonna. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to shoot my wad here too early. But I, I think. What the, we do best. <laughs> that's right. that's right. But I think, Shoot away. I, I think the uh, the Browns are gonna their their pass rush. Taylor the, Taylor's analysis was spot on, but I think their per- pass rush is gonna wreak havoc with the Texans. And Stroud being a rookie, he's just gonna. He hasn't yet. I keep sit, waiting to see it happen, but I think he's gonna kind of crumble under the pressure. Mm. Man, Joe, you got a. How are you feeling about this game? We weren't we we had a bit of a thing about the Browns early in the season, but of course with all the the injuries, they brought in players that we actually didn't mind watching week to week. Yeah, oh but, yeah, but of course we had we were talking massively about the Texans all season, and, and had oh, you and I both got these loves for CJ Stroud. Yeah, so this is like the first first real sort of interesting game because when you think about this, is the two teams in the Deshaun trade. As well, so yeah, really, you have that. There's a lot. There's a lot of storylines all intertwined throughout the whole yeah. wild card weekend. It's so good. That's it. Yeah. So this could have been a revenge game for Deshaun, but ultimately wasn't because of his injuries. And look, this the Texans they have their best quarterback since Deshaun Watson. Right now, CJ Stroud, like the level of throws he's been able to make, the plays he's made under pressure, as well. He's he's played real well in. In his playoff career in college, he only played the one playoff game, I believe, last year. He came so damn close. His kicker sold him right on midnight of New Year's, and he was so close to winning that against a very good Georgia team, shall I say. Like, Georgia, back then, like, they they were like an NFL team playing college. They, I mean, they kind of still are, but last year, they definitely were. The NFL team still playing college with a lot of blue chip NFL prospects. I think CJ Stroud, I mean, yeah, I can definitely see him crumble out under the pressure, but I also think there's a side as well where he can excel in this game, especially at home. There's there's a chance he can he can excel in this situation. Well, there's also a chance that I could get run over uh, by a truck tomorrow, but I don't think that's of course, gonna... <laughs> yeah, of course. But uh, I meant to say a good chance that he can excel in this game, just based on what he's been able to do. Like, I just think he's able to he's able to see the field a lot better than a lot of rookie QBs are are able to usually. Like, 
this guy feels like a five-year veteran at this point. That's just how I feel. His prime is extended a lot more than the average QB just by how he's played as a rookie. And I think I think it's no joke. I, I think CJ Stroud's the real deal and and anything's possible. I think I think yes, the Browns should be favored, but you know, the Texans shouldn't be counted out here. Fair enough. Maddie, do you want to uh do you want to make a prediction here? You want to go first? Throw a throw oh, I out. do. Because like I love the analysis and I think the same things. It's it's just gonna be really difficult for Stroud, who's yeah, he's gonna be at home, and I think that's the only thing they've got going for him. I think the Browns are better across every facet of the game. And I don't think it's necessarily gonna be that close. I'm taking the Browns 31 20. 31 20 Browns. Yeah. With comfort, comfort and confidence. So I just think, you know, Flacco's just reinvigorated an offense, which always had a legit defense. We talked about their defense in preseason, and there is nothing they have done all year to make me feel any less confident in their defense. In fact, only maybe the other way around. I only feel better and better about it. But now all of a sudden, they've got this offense that scores points. Deshaun Watson had seven touchdowns through that five and one stretch to kick off the year. Flacco's had that in about an hour and a half. So just the offense is a whole different beast now. And I just think you got to consider them to be better than a five seed. And the problem with the way that um, the the seedings fall is that this is a five seed. They're not a five seed. They're a far better team than that. And they're just going to just crush this team who should not be a four seed. They're just going to crush them and it's okay. Uh, Taylor, do you want to give us your pick? Yeah, I'll go uh, Browns 24-17. Like I said, I like the unders. Uh, I, I think the Texans might struggle to score the ball a bit. Uh, I think the Browns could could put some points on early and they might need to coast a little bit in the second half. So I like the under 44, so I'm going to go uh, 24-17. 24-17. Okay. That's not bad, not bad. Uh, Brad? Yeah, Taylor and I are very similar. Um, I'm actually going to go... Uh, Browns 27, Texans 17. 27, 17? Yeah. It's a few more points. Manjot? Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely on the side of the Browns here. I'm going to go Browns by by seven. I'm going to go Browns with... Uh, I'm going to go 31, 24 here. 31, 24. Excellent. That works out well for me because I'm picking the Texans 27-24. Of course. Of course. Wouldn't be that. Ian without the upset. <laughs> I'm all about that. That's a great pick. I love it. I'm almost glad because if you chuck all our tips up on like social media and we've like already just watched the Browns lose, I feel like it's good to have like one person on there so someone wouldn't go out there and comment how shit we are. And in, in uh, full disclosure, I wrote my tip down while you boys were talking about the game, so well before I asked any of you. So that's great. <laughs> uh, perfect. That worked uh, out so well. You're all good. All right, let's move on to one which is a little bit more of a coin flip. And uh, this game in particular is the reason I'm a little bit upset we don't have Marky Mark here with us this evening. Yeah. Uh, and it is because Mark is a massive Miami Dolphins fan. And the Dolphins, Tua, uh, and of course, Tyreek Hill is returning to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Tyreek is going home to take on the Chiefs in Arrowhead for what is probably billed as one of the biggest games of the weekend. What a what an interesting, interesting thing to to happen. Um, in terms of the way this this came out, 
Of course, if the Dolphins won last week against the Bills, it would have been a Dolphins-Bills rematch this week. But just this sort of just worked out perfectly for the scriptwriters, Matty. Can you believe <laughs> the way that this is going down? It's, it's magic, isn't it? And I think just two things I want to clean up here. Marky, I think he'd be happy to be called a Dolphins fan, but he's, he's a Dolphins homer, and he would have corrected you on that. But he said, Ian, Dolphins homer. So <laughs> I'm going to throw that in because I can hear Mark saying that. But also the Tyreek Revenge game at Arrow Hill Stadium. Are we doing that? Can we do that? Arrow Hill? Oh. Arrow Hill Stadium? Oh, I don't know. I'm not saying that. We 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 don't want that juju on us. Okay. <laughs> Let's just, on, I'm, I'm coming out strong. That's all I am. Shut your mouth. Juju on their team <laughs> no one wants juju on their team. That's exactly right. Yeah, no, Maddie, stay in your lane and shut your mouth, you jabroni. <laughs> okay. With that, I won't uh, I won't go too hard on the rest of it then. Look, I just think KC's defense hasn't been what it had been. It's been a little off song, and it's a dangerous thing to be not on song when you've got a team with, with such a big play offense coming to town. I know that being in the freezing cold and at home with only the most enigmatic quarterback in the league are huge advantages. I, I just... I'm willing to go out on the limb and go the upset on this one. So I'll give you a score in a minute, but I just want to give the other guys a chance to get their analysis in there. But that, that's a hint of what I'm doing there. And that's why, is that I just don't know if they're going to be big enough advantages against a boom play offense. Well, that's fair enough. That's all right. You can give it to us later. That's what that's the yeah. whole idea of the game. Um, go around the table. Yeah. Go around the table. Brad, you're a big fan of smash mouth football. And when we talk about that, like I think about the way this, Dolphins running game is and the way Mike McDaniels really schemes up the run game and the way that they've just absolutely smashed everybody between Mostert and A-Chain and um, you know that's especially A-Chain last week it yeah. was just um, what such great games the, their running game do you think that the Chiefs are going to be able to stop that yeah um, I think they will uh, I think or at least they're going to be able to to hold it in check I think at the end of the day they're going to do a decent job with the run defense and it's going to be up to Tua Tungavailoa to, to bring it home. So the game, I mean, that's a simple analysis, but the game's going to rest on his shoulders for, for this game. And I think it could be uh, a, pot- a potential shootout, but I think both uh, the, the, the fact that the Dolphins are so banged up, so banged up on defense is going to, mm uh play a huge factor into this so um i don't want to give it away but i think it's i think it's going to be a tough game i don't think you're going to see a whole lot of success uh on either team necessarily running the ball i think it's going to be a, a patrick mahomes uh to a tongue of all shootout which the script writers will absolutely love mm. yeah they sure will um it, it'd be amazing i just i worry about the fact that the KC offense still has nobody uh, in terms of pass catches outside of Kelsey. That is my one big worry. The only good thing that I that they've got going for them right now is Isaiah Pacheco, and, and that man runs like a man possessed. Watching him just do <laughs> high knees down the field last week was just glorious. <laughs> you get outside of someone, you could tell that in his brain he was going push, 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 and it was just <laughs> you know. the internet wins on that. By the way, there are about twenty different memes on that. They just slayed me. Oh my god! Oh, just as soon as I saw the replay with high knees, I was just like, oh, <laughs> this dude. This dude, how can you not? <laughs> I, I think it'll be a close game. I, I'm picking a close game. Uh, I'm not going to give away what I'm picking, but yeah, definitely a close game. 
Manjot, any feeling? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a big Pacheco game, especially with the Dolphins. They've lost a lot of players on the edge. Like, that is huge, I feel like. They've lost a lot of edge rushes, which can also mean Mahomes has a bit more time to throw the ball. But I think that's going to allow KC more time to run to the outside, run to the edges, rather than having to rely on going through Christian Wilkins through the middle. They can just attack the edge rushes that the Dolphins have. And I feel like that is advantage KC. I feel like them being at home, their defense as well, you can't really sleep on this Kansas City defense because it has been quite great this year. The offense has been absolute ass, to use a Taylor term there. But <laughs> it has been. It just has been for KC. But the defense, the defense has been carrying for most of the most of the most of the years. So for me, I just feel like I just feel like at the moment. It's going to be a defensive game, and I trust the Chiefs' defense a bit more. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Though it's going to be a fun game. Shame half of America can't see it because of stupid Peacock. <laughs> yes, although it is fairly cheap to sign up to Peacock, but I do agree with that whole thing that's going on right now. Uh, Taylor, before you give us your pick. Um, Chiefs are favoured, minus three and a half. This under-over is at 43 and a half for this game. It's pretty low, 43 and a half still. I would have thought that would be a lot higher. I think there's worries about the Dolphins, honestly. Like, honestly, their their injury list is longer than Shaq's dick. Like, it is unbelievable. Like, there's just everyone <laughs> out on both sides of the ball. It's just, I would have loved to have seen this matchup with everyone healthy. It's just a really tough situation that Miami got so many of their injuries at the worst time of the year. So uh, I, I don't know the status of Waddle because I really feel like Waddle being there obviously takes a lot of pressure off Tyreek. Uh, obviously, we've mentioned, you know, a lot of the injuries on the on the defensive side, you know, obviously Xavier and Howard, uh, even like Holland and, and Elliott were big losses to them as well. Um, you know, obviously Armstead is ridiculous, but it's hard. I, I, I'm also interested to see the matchup between Tyreek Hill and the Jerry Sneed. I assume he's going to be on him. Uh, you know, I can't imagine why the Chiefs wouldn't because, you know, especially if Waddle isn't out there and healthy, uh, they can just throw everything they can uh, at Tyreek Hill. And I think they're going to be able to do it. Uh, Tua, I've been a little bit worried about him. Uh, he really didn't look great at all last week. Uh, that, that was the opportunity for him to sort of showcase himself and, and he didn't really do any favours. Uh, I, I'm really, really strongly leaning towards the Chiefs here. I just think it's one of those times where the Chiefs got a little bit lucky with who they're matched up with. Uh, they haven't had a great season themselves, but they've ended up with a pretty cushy game at Arrowhead. Uh, it's going to be freezing as balls. Um, I hope there's no, hope there's no dildo. Hope there's no dildos throwing in from the crowd like there was at the Bills game because those things are going to be ice picks. They're going to be rocks on it. Minus, minus, minus 22 in Australian terms, it's supposed to be. Yeah, which you would you would think would be good for the run games. Uh, I do worry about Miami being able to get it get it done on the ground. I hope most of it is uh, obviously healthy for this game. That would obviously help as well. Obviously, Achan, but yeah, I do have worries. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I don't think it's going to be very high scoring. I don't have a lot of confidence in Miami at the moment. Even obviously with Tyreek and Tua, I just I think they're not going to score a lot. I I can see this being pretty similar to the sort of score range I had for the Texans and Browns. What do you? What's your pick? So Chiefs. Uh, what's your score? I'm going to pick Chiefs by a little bit more. I'm going to take them twenty-seven seventeen. Okay, 
pretty close. Yep. Right, uh, Brad Pick. I just I love a, di- a good dildo reference. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> just just for clarity, just for clarity, there was there was longer than Shaq's dick and a dildo reference in the one preview. So this is this is better times there. Brad's just winced and put his hand over his eyes as Taylor was talking. <laughs> there so is, good. This is this is better than anything we've ever had on Good Agrid Iron for the entire year. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Funny thing is, I actually was watching that Buffalo game live when it happened uh, the first time. And I just remember texting my buddy saying, I can't believe this. This is not real. But yeah. Oh, it's a, man. It is a, a real... <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm definitely I think Mike McDaniels is going to be aggressive. I think he's going to be overly aggressive. And I think it's going to um, probably come out and cost him a little bit. But so I'm going uh, Chiefs 24, Dolphins 17. Right, out. I said close, uh, so I better get me first. So Chiefs thirty-one twenty-seven. Uh, I went pretty high, went pretty high on the score. It's big. Even, yeah, and I know it'll be. I think it'll all be ground game, but um, yeah, I agree with Taylor. Like it's going to be cold as balls. Minus twenty-two. I can't <laughs> fathom. I cannot fathom that kind of temperature. Um, yeah, it's just. I don't know how Americans do it. To be honest. <laughs> It's just, oh. yeah, Brad. Let's just as it's cold. I mean, you're living in sunny Queensland these days, Brad. It's a far cry from that kind of shit these days. Oh, it's snowing oh, back man. home, and trust me, I do not miss it one day. I'm going to dive into my pool naked here a little bit later. <laughs> That's the good life. It is good okay, life. Yeah. Uh, Manja, what are you going? Yeah, I'm thinking here. A bit, I'm, I'm a bit more bullish on the Chiefs than I think most people are. I, I think the Dolphins, I can't really see them score more than 14 in this one. I just I just have a bad feeling for them. I feel like this is going to be in a lower end sort of game. So I'm going to go Dolphins 14, Chiefs 24. I always have to say it backwards. 24-14. <laughs> Because yeah, I because I said I'm not I'm not seeing them score more than two touchdowns. Your so brain is your brain 40. works your brain works backwards constantly though. It you does because you say the loser first always. <laughs> well, they they are the away team. And it's away out. I know, I know. You are looking at that. Yes, uh, Maddie. Bring very, us home. Very special bloke we got there. Bring um, us home, Maddie. We've got him. <laughs> okay, oh, so. Uh, Again, this is in a close one uh, as well. But uh, look, I, I've got a bit more faith that just if a team could just do something to kind of just surprise you um, in a game where I think people are kind of writing them off because of weather. They're kind of writing them off because, yeah, the defense is, is a bit of a liability. <laughs> but their offense is not. And they're, they're just showing the ability to throw up a flash play here and there. Kind of what we expected out of the Chiefs in years gone by because they've got the one piece the Chiefs used to do it to you with. Um, so I'm going to take Miami in a super close one. They kicked the winning field goal late, 24-23. Oh. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Dang. I'm going to take Miami 24-23. Got it in. Taylor's going to come back and he's going to go, what the fuck have you just okay. done, Matty? For 24-23, I'm doing it. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to the first game on Monday, Australian time. And, of course... Who wouldn't want to see the Pittsburgh Steelers oh. take on the Buffalo Bills? Oh, my God. Do we have to do this? <laughs> we do have to do this. The it's Steelers... The Steelers... Yeah, yes, we are contracted. We can contractually <laughs> obligated... Oh, my God. I got those two words out today to, uh, to, to talk about this game. The Steelers snuck in 
to the playoffs at 10 and 7. Uh, Mike Tomlin, amazingly, over 500 again in a season. Not just over 500, he's pretty good at 10 and 7. But here they are, sneaking into the playoffs. And who do they have to come up against as karma for that? None other than the Buffalo Bills, who are on an absolute heater in the AFC right now. Six in a row the Buffalo Bills have won. And uh, after last weekend, where they basically demolished the the Miami Dolphins, even when they weren't playing that well, just with Josh Allen just throwing random superhero balls in the air again, as he always does. Superhero football, as Marky Mark termed it at one point. Um, superhero complex. Because <laughs> he has yeah. a superhero complex. That, that one drop back to his right where he's just like, fuck it, someone down there <laughs> like just chucks it up into the end zone uh, and it ends up as an interception. It was just, I shook my head and straight away I was like, oh, this dude, man, this dude. And yeah, just heaved it. Someone's out there. Whatever. I see helmets. Just so he didn't have to take a sack. It's like no one's ever told him that you're allowed to throw it over a sideline rather than taking a sack. Yeah. <laughs> just... That was his way of punting. That's his way of punting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it kind of was a punt, really. Yeah. Anyway, the Steelers go into Buffalo uh, to take on Buffalo, who are on yeah, as I said, an absolute heater right now. Manjot, uh, we. We don't have to dwell on this too long. With this, with how the Steelers have been playing and the the injuries that have come out of last week's game, there's no way the Steelers can really compete against here. And I don't know they're probably throwing Mason Rudolph out there again, but surely not. Yeah, yeah I mean, I saw the lines earlier this week. It was ten and a half. It was a big, <laughs> it's currently line. It's currently ten. So. <laughs> yeah, ten exactly. Yeah, it's currently so, ten. It's currently ten, and amazingly, the the under over is only thirty five and a half. Yeah, it's going to be snowing. I mean, like you said, could really use a heater in Buffalo the way they're playing. I mean, they are really hot though. I think James Cook is going to be huge. I think this is where Buffalo is going to be different towards uh, compared to previous years' teams. Is that they actually have a running back they can support. Josh Allen, I think that is something that you can really look at as a real big positive for Buffalo this season, is James Cook can really support the the passing game. I think he is going to be the key player in this game. The Steelers, without their inspirational leader, TJ Watt, that is huge. Like, they are 1-10 without TJ Watt in recent years. It is just, it's insane. Like, how how poor they play without him. He carries that whole team on his back. And to have him ruled out of this game is a huge blow, a huge blow. And I think, I I just really think that it is going to be a a step too far for Pittsburgh, especially without the defensive player of the year. I just think, I think TJ Watt is so important to that, to that team. That defense is so important because that offense can absolutely suck on the worst of days, and the defense can bail them out. I feel like without TJ Watt, that defense, it just it's it just not the same. They just don't have their X factor. have to agree. Brad, anything else to put in on this game? We did- oh, it's, it's, a, it's a crap game. Uh, you know, if you had to miss one game that you know if you need to go mow the lawn well it is it's late for us <laughs> it's the it's the 5am game for us so it's it's uh it's perfectly set up yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. So don't don't be don't be afraid, Australia, to sleep in a little bit on, on this one. Um, yeah, I I don't think it's going to be a good game. The Bills are rolling in the, into this uh, playoffs looking like they are the best team or the team to beat. To be honest with you, um, that I think they could beat anybody right now. So I I expect no T.J. Watt. I expect the them to just roll over Pittsburgh in this in a real stinker of a game. Yeah, right. Let's do some picks. Uh, I might start off. Bills twenty four three. Oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> three. That's aggressive. Wow. Three. That's, that's not a stinker. That's diarrhea, man. That's... <laughs> wow. I'm just going. I'm going all out domination. I can't see him doing much. Even with, Mason Rudolph is not going to be able to pass the ball when it's minus five degrees out. Like it's just a minus five. Yeah, Fahrenheit. So minus twenty. Uh, yeah, I just... didn't realize the Steelers were in brown cleats. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, looking forward to your take on this, Tay, because uh, I feel like <laughs> you'll have some big opinions about this Steelers team on the road in shit weather. Tay, bring us up. Well, their only chance is leaning on the run game because, like, Najee's actually been quite decent in the last uh, sort mm. of last part of the year. Uh, it's their only chance. I don't think they're going to be able to do it, but in you know, obviously incredibly cold weather, uh, I do think he's going to be tough to handle. I, I really do. I still think Najee could actually do a bit, but whether that you know they have enough sustained drives, I think the Bills are going to sell out to the run, and eventually they're going to be able to stop him. But at the start, I think he could get a little bit uh, a little bit done for them. But I just don't trust you know Mason Rudolph going in there and scoring many points. Uh, you know if if just going off the betting, if, if they've got a 10-point line and it's a 35 total, that's only giving the Steelers, what, 12-ish points? Uh, mm. And honestly, I think that could be too high. Uh, I, I don't think the Steelers are going to score many points. Their only way to stay in this game is if the Bills have one of those games where they don't turn up offensively. Uh, and obviously, there's no you know sort of Stephon Diggs-Josh uh, Allen connection and they can stop the run game. Um, that's going to be the biggest thing. I think Josh Allen's going to have a lot of rushing yards. Uh, like Manjot mm -hmm. said, James Cook uh, could have a really good game. I, I do see this being the kind of game where Josh Allen sort of tucks and runs a bit. Uh, so I, I, I would take his over on rushing yards. I don't know what that is, but I would definitely take the over. Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go 28-7. 28-7. To the Steelers. No, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> Just for clarity, too, Najee Harris has only scored eight TDs this season. Mm. So, I mean, I get he might have a good game, but they're going to need someone to get across the line to actually score points against the Bills. And That's what I mean. I could see Najee having a decent yardage total. I just don't think they're going to get in the red zone enough for him to be too much of a worry. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I don't think it's going to mean they score a lot of points. But I do think for a while there that he might be pretty tough to bring down for him. But like I said, they're just going to sell out on the run. Well, there's just no. They'll realize very quickly that Mason Rudolph can't pass in this weather. Yeah. yeah. Maddie, give us a pick. Right, I'm going to keep this nice and simple too because I just think that uh, Buffalo are clearly the better team. To be honest, there's probably not a lot that Pittsburgh can do to, to hang with them, especially when you take the great player off the one unit of their team that's any good. Um, so with that in mind, I think Buffalo get out to a bit of a lead and maybe Pittsburgh can score some points late, but 24-13, uh, Bills. Excellent. Brad? Uh, I'm going very similar. Um, uh 
I'm going to go uh, 24-10 uh, Bills. Okay, and Manjot. Yeah, so just throwing this one out there, the, the Steelers have lost the last four playoff games they've been in. I thought, I thought so, for certain you were going to pick the Steelers then. Uh, he, no. hasn't, he hasn't said he isn't. No. He hasn't said he isn't. I haven't said I am not. But they've <laughs> lost words their in his last... mouth. <laughs> Look, they've lost their last four playoff games and they've been by an average of 13 and a half points. If you take out the closest one, which was against the Jags, where they only lost by three points. Of course, <laughs> Matty, you remember that. Classic. I just wanted to, I, I needed I to watch bring that game every other weekend, man, John. You know I yeah. do. I needed to bring it up just for you. But if you took that one out, they lost the other three by margin of an average of 17. So I think... So you're that telling, me so... you're telling me they're Jew, man, John. They're Jew. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I, all I'm, I'm hearing saying... is man, John's picking the Steelers. That's, is that yeah. what everyone else is hearing? Yeah, Steelers by 14. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Bills by 14, I reckon. And honestly, if I was to give you a score... It, I, I mean, looking at the Steelers, I think well, I've got 31-17. 31-17. 31 Going for a 50-point game in the snow. I love this guy. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I, feel, I, like, love it. I feel like points. it's going to be absolute shit from the... I feel like the only thing that can let down is the Steelers scoring less. Like, that's just all. I feel like Buffalo is going to score a lot, like they did against Dallas a few weeks ago or... I can't. The other snow games they've played this year, where they scored thirty against the Jets, that's the one I'm thinking of at home. Yeah, so I think I think Buffalo is due to score okay. thirty here. The Cowboys took is a strike. Is this Pittsburgh team any different from the Jets at the moment? Probably not. So I don't know. Maybe he's onto something. He could be onto something. <laughs> yeah. Then again, he might not be. Well, I mean, I mean, Mason Rudolph just ball like went balls to the wall on Christmas. So who knows? Yeah. Who really knows? Know. Who knows? No, no one was expecting that. So who yeah, knows? This season's been crazy. Miles Garrett doesn't need her the helmet. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Miles Garrett's <laughs> just going to appear in the field. Oh man, he signed just to the Bills just for this game. <laughs> well, when they meet in the oh, championship boy. game, we'll both be laughing either. on the wrong side of our faces. When it's a, a Cleveland to Pittsburgh championship game, right? Oh, we'll all be God. laughing on the wrong side of our faces. Oh, Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh. It's it's cricket season at that point, guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to the game you should wake up for on Monday. And we get to the first of the NFC side of the playoff bracket. Green Bay Packers go to Dallas to take on Brad's Cowboys. One of the most <laughs> ridiculous home field advantages I've ever seen. Uh Brad, I probably should just leave this one up to you. No, what are we, no, what are we going to see in this game? They're favoured. They, your, your boys, them boys, are favoured by minus seven and a half. So they're favoured by seven and a half against the Green Bay Packers, who have been doing really, really well. At, they didn't they didn't just sneak into the playoffs. Like They have been really coming of age, I guess, in, in a, the best way to put it, for the Packers, who are an incredibly young team through this latter part of the season, as a Packers team traditionally does. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's you know, you talk about their home field advantage. Can anybody here name the last time they lost in the at home? Major a bit, no. Surely. Uh, I know it's, it was 2022. <laughs> it wasn't against the Niners in 21. So I know they lost another game. I think it was against... Oh, 
I think it's an AFC team. I think it's uh, an AFC team. It was uh, 2022, <laughs> the yeah. uh, the season opener against Tom Brady in the in the Bucks. Oh. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's been a long time since they lost at home, but they have Jesus. shown that they are vulnerable uh, still at home. And as we all know, playoffs are a completely different ball game. They were, uh, I remember the, when they were favored in 2016 against Mike McCarthy in Green Bay, and uh, they came in and, and the Packers won. So nothing's out of the realm of possibility. And the fact that Love is playing just lights out. Well, he's playing good. I wouldn't say lights out, yeah. but he's playing really good uh, right now. But that receiving core for Green Bay, the they are kind of—I don't want to say overachieving, um, but they've done really, really well. But they're young. They—they they are super, super young. And I'm a big believer in experience and playoff. Maybe that's just because I'm old. But um, I just—I just think uh, the Dallas. They've got they've got just more horses there, and I think their pass rush is going to create some problems um, with that that Green Bay offensive line. And I think they're going to get to Jordan Love early, and they're going to they're going to speed up his clock, is what we say. And so he's going to make mistakes. And of course, that's Dallas secondary; they are primed to take advantage of that. So I think if you're going to see a couple picks, I would not be surprised if you see a couple picks. From love, and I would love to see Deron Bland take one back just for the, just for you know, for fun. But shits and gigs, Brad. Shits and gigs. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. Exactly. So I, I think it, it, this sounds weird. I might be talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I either think it's going to be a blowout or it's going to be really close. Um. So, which G, G great? So that's isn't that the two that's possibilities? Like would say. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the two <laughs> actually for both teams. <laughs> that's the two actual possibilities, Fred. <laughs> Man just done like, this like four Super Bowls, or he's cheered for both teams. And I shit you not. Probably. Oh, uh, this this year's this year's not going to be any of it. Yeah, so I, I, I'm obviously I'm a Dallas homer, so I'm going Dallas. But uh, I'll, I'll let you guys have your two cents with some of the rest of the stuff. You used a horses reference to describe a Cowboys game too. Um, oh yeah, and it's and I love it. And Daryl Braithwaite does as well. So, Maddie, hey, you... hey, and I just can I just throw some Jordan Love stats at you because I was Please just looking do. at here where where Brad was saying. That he may not he may not have done that well. Four thousand one hundred and fifty nine yards, thirty two okay. TDs, and eleven interceptions this season. And I That's feel like that. the majority of the the uh, of that came in the latter part of the season as yes. they're getting it's better. Strong. Hmm. Yeah, strong. I mean, I'd agree. I think thing that I think about this Green Bay team though is this is their Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think they thought all year they were going to get here. They yeah. probably hoped they're going to get here. Now they're here. And I think that's big and an emotional thing for a young team. And they're going to walk into Dallas and they, they might show up for a bit of the first quarter before they get beaten up by a bunch of men against this pack of boys. And it's going to be a pretty one-sided thing. And I, and that's fine. I think it's, it's just kind of like the Houston-Cleveland thing is that the team who are just more accomplished and better are going to show up and be more accomplished and better. And it's all right. 
But it, it, I think what it does do for Green Bay fans is it gives them something that they didn't think they were going to get to cheer for this year, probably really in the bottom of their hearts. They might say, no, I always believed. But I, I don't know how you could have ever expected them to come nine and eight from, from the rocky start they had. And they should feel just really good about their trajectory. And, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Uh, absolutely. Um, Taylor. One of the boys you were pretty high on and you, you were sort of chirping about during the week, even though you traded him to me mid-season, C.D. Lamb. Uh, he's definitely got a, a good f- trade. It was way. a great trade. It was a great <laughs> trade for me. <laughs> I, def- I definitely didn't trade to C.D. Lamb. It definitely wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 1,749 yards and 12 TDs on the season. I mean, we all know C.D. Lamb. Is going to feature massively here, especially against this Green Bay pass rush, uh, the pass defense rather. Their secondary has just not been great against some teams mm. this year, and they're coming up against a really good wide receiver core. Yeah, I just want to put it out there. It was actually Mark that traded you to see him, but anyway, I would, <laughs> I just want, I want that out there because I don't want anyone thinking like was it Mark? For anything. Was it Mark? Definitely Mark. Okay, right. Mark. Oh, I'll just I'll take that back <laughs> sure. then. Sorry, I can't, I, I, I can't live with myself or say anything until I get that cleared up. Well, I know you and I were working on a lot of trades this year that just didn't yeah. pan out. So that was Taylor's whole legacy was on the line there. You don't? Yeah, don't, I mean, I. I've got that guy in so many leagues, and it's like my cornerstone of my fantasy season. So, uh, two of them being uh, dynasties, which I'm absolutely stoked about. But anyway, I digress. Look, I think this is going to be a close game or a blowout. Uh, that's what I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I had no choice. I had no choice to say that. But funny enough, I will actually beat you back, Brad, which... That's not good for him because he's back with break if I did that, by the way. But uh, I do I do agree with him in terms of the difference is going to be in, uh, obviously, the old heads and the experience of the teams. I actually think the Packers are going to be in this for a while. Uh, I actually think that they, they're going to actually come out, like Manny said, and, and be really excited. And a lot of young guys, and I think they're going to be able to get around and Dallas are probably going to have to, like, you know, sort of stay in the game a bit because I think that Packers are actually going to be the more te- the team that's a bit more excited about being there. And I actually think they're going to be in it for a bit longer than we think. Like, I could see them still being in it halfway through, say, the third. But I think in the end, the experience is going to matter. And, and again, like what Brad said, the difference from, let's say, the Packers last week, because the Packers really, really impressed me last week against that Bears team because the Bears had nothing to lose. They had mm. been dominating on the defensive side of the ball and Jordan Love looked amazing and that whole offense completely clicked in a really, really, in a tough game really, honestly, against that Bears defense but that Bears defense still doesn't put the same pressure on as this Dallas team does it doesn't have Michael Parsons it's, like, it, it's going to be a way bigger step for Jordan Love to go and do a playoff game in Dallas and go against that pass rush, so that's going to be the thing in the end, I think that's going to get Dallas home but I am not. I don't see this like the Bills or the Steelers or anything. I, I think this is actually going to be a close game for a while. And the Packers have really, really impressed me in the second half of the year, especially Jordan Love. So, you know, they get a couple of big plays of some of those young wide receivers. It could be. It could be a ball game. Yeah, I, mate. I'm agreeing with you there. I think it is going to be close for a while. Uh, but yeah, I think I think the Cowboys will eventually start pulling away as the as the game goes on. Mayor Jot, I left you to last for one important reason. 
surely yeah. the Packers don't actually want to win this game because if they do, they've got to come up against the 49ers in the divisional round. Oh, man. I, I think... And then I you, think, and you go Cowboys, on, then 49ers. Yeah. It's oh, like man. that's probably one of the hardest ways to get to a Super Bowl ever. Ian, come on, man. I, I'm sorry, but did I just say you don't think they want to win a game in the playoffs? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Ian. Like, I, I no way. Say, that that is going to be so. Look, I know that. Look, I'd rather win a playoff game than not. Like, let me be honest. If, like, I, I have seen the Niners lose playoff games, and that freaking sucks. I'm like, if, if I'm a Packers fan, I'm hearing this, I'm like, man, I want to win the game. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm a Vikings fan. I, I don't I, give a fuck what Packers fans think. Yeah, of course. But like, <laughs> I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, they're going to have like a tough test and Niners and whatever. But you always want to win a playoff game. So I think the Packers will turn up. I think like Taylor said, they will be more excited. Uh, I think for, for money, certain, money like, where your mouth is in, man. Pick the Packers. Oh, Matt, no, now nah, ah, nah, this is That's what I thought. Is, See, there we go. Unfair. Now, this is unfair because I, I feel like I can challenge your statement, but also uh, I, I have, I have like a different, I, I can pick which way I want. So I don't, I don't think I can be contingent, but boys, what Taylor was saying got him, got about him. the excitement, what Taylor, yeah, no, I, I knew Ian was definitely not, I knew Ian was definitely not gotta be serious there is no way he said that he i mean man yeah anyway but i feel like with the excitement thing you know it really reminds me of seahawks versus 49ers last year when uh when seattle really came out of they came out of nowhere they really they really punched the knives in the mouth took a lead at a half time it's 2v7 and then you had you had the niners come back and really just dominate in the second half I think that's more what we're gonna see here. I think, I think the Packers will come out strong. They'll they'll come out real strong. But I think the Cowboys, they'll, they'll find a way to really wrestle back the momentum, and we'll have a really good fourth quarter finish. I think. And honestly, with playoffs, anything can happen. Of course, the Packers, as as Brad said, you know, Packers have had a good record recently against the Cowboys in playoffs. They've won the last two against them in the playoffs. So. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna say it, it's gonna be a lot closer than what a lot of people would think when it's a two v seven. But I think I think the class of the Cowboys will win out at the end of the day. What's your score prediction, mate? Mm-hmm. Oh, my score prediction. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cowboys. I think Cowboys are gonna win thirty one to twenty four. All right, Brad. Let's go you. Cowboys, uh, what's your score? Yeah. So just just for clarification, it's either going to be close or it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> so which one are we going, the close or the blowout? <laughs> so, oh, I'm, going, I'm going cl- <laughs> Cowboys 34, Packers 13. Ooh. Sounds more like a blowout. Sounds yeah. more like a blowout to Dang. me. <laughs> um, which, is one of his, which was one of his two teams he said, so he's right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Go. Ta- Taylor, it was one of the two things you said as well. So, uh, exactly. what? Um, which one do you want to go with? Well, Brad's just a wise man. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't not piggyback what he was saying. Uh, I'm going to go with. I'll say it's exactly a touchdown difference. I'm going to go twenty-eight, twenty-one. Twenty-eight, twenty-one for Ooh. Taylor. The line. It's very long, isn't it? Uh, 
Maddie, and I should put it out there just for clarification that it is on the pod. Minus seven and a half to the Cowboys. The the line at the moment, the under over is 50.5, the second highest yeah. this week. Maddie, where are you going? Well, we've got a few folks who are tying that line too. So Manjot's score puts him up at almost 60 points. That He's uh, he's expecting a lot of points there. And, uh, and Brad's getting close to that too with the big score for the Cowboys. I'm also predicting the Cowboys to score 34, but I just think they're going to run away with it. And we're going to see the Packers just doing some weird shit to try and catch up. 34 to 8. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like it. Whoa. I mean, we're all, there's that's your goal for safety. There's <laughs> two point conversion, man. Two point conversion. Just for the hell of it. Is that what you say? <laughs> yeah, just because they'll be behind at like, you know, 21 nothing. So they'll score and they'll be like, we'll need a two pointer. Um, yeah. Like that's, it. Something analytics play. <laughs> Well, I'll, and I'll never score again. So that will <laughs> that will make three of us for with thirty four points for the Cowboys because I'm oh. going Cowboys thirty four, Packers twenty. Twenty. Oh. Okay. There we go. I was so tempted to say that exact score line. So Taylor's on the low end with the Cowboys at twenty eight. This is the faith yeah. we've got in the Cowboys offense at home against against the Packers team. A little questionable. A little questionable. That's that's our whole lives, Matty. A little questionable. Right. So I'm day-to-day in everything I do. <laughs> day-to-day. <laughs> Sunday night football. Monday here. The Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford go to Detroit to take on Jared Goff yeah, and the Detroit Lions. Of course, it's the Stafford Bowl. It's the Goff Bowl. It's, it's everything. These two guys were traded uh, between teams. And, of course, Stafford, on the right side of history, wins a Super Bowl with Los Angeles Rams. They have a dog shit 2022 season, and there's no better way to describe that. And they're back now after securing a playoff berth and the sixth position in the NFC ten with a 10-7 record to take on the Detroit Lions in Detroit, the first, uh, the first ever playoff game at Ford Field in Detroit and it just happens to feature Matthew Stafford who is a, such a Detroit boy this there's so many storylines in this um it's amazing i'm loving this game it is the highest under over total of the week with 51 and a half the lions are currently mo- uh, three and a half point favorites and i guess that is just the the regular home field advantage for me, though, I can't get past the Rams with Stafford, Puka Nakua, and Cooper Cup right now the way they are. Um, they are a little bit more iffy on defense, but it, more often than not, Stafford has come back at the end of games um, looking like a, a Tom Brady light almost the way he deals the ball and controls the game in the fourth quarter and just comes back to wins games. So I'm loving this matchup right now. Who else is uh who else is really looking forward to this game? Yeah, everyone, I reckon. It's the best matchup of the week. For oh, sure. It's, it's definitely the, the easiest game to enjoy what you're gonna see, I think. Like it, it you've got this team who've just never been in a position where they're like 
they're kind of a favorite in something big. It's just never happened before. And who doesn't? Like, this is kind of, I don't know if this is just an Aussie thing, but I think we kind of like to back an underdog. So when a team who's been no threat to fucking anybody forever are all of a sudden showing some teeth, we're like, oh, yeah, get on that shit. So I think you'll go a long way to find somebody who doesn't really kind of in the bottom of their heart want the Lions to really put up a good show and, and hopefully win it. You know, that, that's just, you know, top line take from me anyway. Just kind of feels like there's pretty clear favourites in a lot of these matchups this weekend, and I just think this is the flip of the coin one. I, I know the Lions are favoured; they deserve to be. I know they're home; they're the, they're the highest seed. But I really think there's going to be a lot of people on the Rams here. I, I think it's one of those ones where the Lions are sort of the home team this weekend, and I think people think are exploitable. And the way the Rams have been playing. Uh, they don't seem like they're a lower seed, but they're the kind of team that feels like if you've watched them the last five or six weeks when they got healthy, they seem as good as anyone. Like, you know, they went to Baltimore and they almost beat them, and the Baltimore have just been kicking the shit out of everyone else. Uh, the Lions have one of the worst secondaries I think I've ever seen. Like, that, they look like an arsehole with a fucking wedge in it. Like, they are so bad, they cannot defend <laughs> the passing game at all. Uh, but on the flip side, they are amazing at stopping the run. So they're a bit of a pass funnel. So it'll be interesting to see if the Rams can exploit that. But they have the horses to, you know, just talked about a Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, even Kyron Williams in the passing game uh, is, is really, really good out of the backfield. So I I just think this is going to be an amazing game. I don't think they're going to be able to stop them. On Monroe St. Brown on the other side either. Uh, and even the two-headed monster with Monty and uh, Gibbs, I think are going to have a very good game too. So it could go either way. I, I can see why it's a high over-under. Yeah, I think it's intriguing. Uh, I, I would agree with you guys. It is one of the the better matchups uh, for the playoffs for the wild card round. You know, it's it's um, it's interesting. That it's the first uh, time in NFL history where both starting quarterbacks will face their former team. So I, I thought that was pretty cool when I read that. You know, I I think it's going to be a close one. No surprise there. Uh, it's a three point spread. I think the uh, Rams run defense is phenomenal. And so it's going to be come down to halftime adjustments. I think it's going to be close. And then which team makes the better halftime adjustments? And do I have more faith in McVeigh or Dan Campbell? And personally, I have more faith in McVeigh. I think Detroit's going to have all the momentum and the home crowd behind him. So they're still going to have the chance. But I, if I had to put money on it, uh, from a coaching perspective, I'm going from for McVeigh and the adjustments that he's going to make. But I think it, either way, it's going to be a great game, and people will not want to miss this game. Hundred percent. I think this one's going to be. I think this is going to be a player classic. I just feel like this is a game I'm going to be talking about for years to come. I'm going to do a deep dive on it someday in like five years sort of thing. Like that, that's the sort of thing I'm feeling with this game. It's just, it, it's got everything that could be a classic. You've got Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff playing revenge games against their old teams. Both have something to prove, essentially. Jared Goff, I think, especially has the most has the biggest chip on his shoulder in this game. I know I know Matthew Stafford's going back home. I know he's going to be playing against his old team. But I think Jared Goff has more to prove than than Matthew Stafford because one, Stafford did win the Super Bowl with the Rams. So I think he's proven enough with the Rams. Whereas Jared Goff so far he hasn't he hasn't had a playoff game with the Lions. 
which in his defense isn't his fault because they've had to do a rebuild and they've finally got like the roster to really get that through. So he's he's playing a playoff game with the Lions, which I think he's going to show that he's he's got to show that he he was better than his last playoff game with the Rams, which was just absolutely atrocious against the Packers a few years ago, and then he got traded after that. I think he's got to really show out after after you know he's got to really show the Rams that they they made a mistake essentially in trading him away as well. Although it, it won't be considered a mistake at all because Stafford obviously won a Super Bowl with them. But he's gonna have to prove to the Rams that hey, you guys traded me away. Well that was that was slightly the wrong decision. That I, I'm gonna prove to you guys that you know I'm still that guy and you guys gave up on me way too early. And I think that's the chip on the shoulder that Jared Goff really has is going to have in this game. So I think I think out of these two QBs, like both are going to play great. I think I think I I trust the Rams offense against the Lions, but I think the the Lions themselves with Dan Campbell at head coach and Jared Goff having something to prove. I think a lot of people are counting them out early as well, myself included. I think I think I've definitely counted the Lions out a lot thinking about this game, and I, I think it's going to be a close one. So honestly, interested to see what you have to say, Maddie. Ooh, okay. Well, I mean, I think the thing that really resonated with me, and it was something I've been thinking. But then to hear Brad say it too, just hammers at home for me is coaching matters in playoff games in a way that you know, it just that when the stakes are high, mm. it comes down to the steady hand who's on the sideline, who's making the calls, who's putting the personnel on the field, and do I trust one over the other? Oh, oh, implicitly. Absolutely, implicitly, I trust that McVeigh is going to keep his cool and make better decisions than Dan Campbell, who's shown he's quite an emotional leader, which can be great. And I think in a lot of ways, this is kind of almost like that thing I said about the Packers Super Bowl weekend this weekend. It's kind of the same for, for Detroit, right? Because all of a sudden, this big event's come to town. It hasn't been to town since the Silverdome. Um, yeah, this, this is kind of, uh, to me, that's their moment, is that this happens and they get to host it. I think the moment's going to be bigger than them because the team that's coming in is just better. Just better, and they'll handle the moment better. Mm. Some great, great opinions. Um, for me, as I said, I, I can't go past the Rams here. They absolutely held their own in uh, an amazing matchup against the Ravens a few weeks ago when they went down narrowly in overtime, 37-31. to 31. And since then, they've won every game. Yes, they've been against like Washington and the Saints and Giants, uh, and then a, a basically a 49ers second team last week. But when I look at the results from the Lions and the Lions secondary, especially their defense, couldn't stop. They couldn't stop teams like the Bears and a completely broken Vikings offense scoring on them at will. Uh, especially late in the games, and that's what happened last week against the Vikings. They should have shut them out completely, and they did have us shut out. Uh, somehow we managed to end up coming back to, to 20 points, and they had to pull out some tricks to get uh, out to 30 to to secure that game, the Lions. And uh, if not for a few wayward throws from Nick Mullins, uh, it could have been a very, very different score. We're talking different things. So for me, I'm... Got to back the Rams at 31 to 20. Uh, Manjot, 
you sort of oh. had a bit either way. Where are you sort of leaning? Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely on the fence here. I think this is going to be a very close game. I'm going to go with the Rams, though. I, I think the Rams have shown in this later part of the season that they're genuinely a, a contender. I think definitely you could make a case that they're, they're top three contender in the NFC, along with the Niners and Cowboys. So I think I'll take take the Rams here. Uh, I'll I'll go with Rams 31-28. to 28. I don't know why I love the number 31 this week, but it comes up in every winning team prediction for some reason. So actually, let's make it 30 to 27, just so I don't have too many 31s. (laughs) It's not even the same scoreline. You could have just gone a different way, but you took two points off. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brad, Brad, which way are you leading in this matchup? Yeah, I I was going to go Rams 31, Lions 27. 27 Taylor. Is it really boring night, boys? Honestly, like I, I really thought this is the game that was going to sort of decide between us. But oh, that, in the end, that was because I thought there'd be some lines because because they're the favourites. But uh, I love the Rams here. Um, I, I just think they match up really well against this Lions team, and I'm going to take them thirty to twenty-four. Maddie, you talked about the underdog. Mm. They definitely I love the underdog. They're definitely the them. they're definitely the underdog amongst us. So hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, does that mean you, you're picking the lions? It means I'm not picking the lions. Oh, <laughs> oh come on, Matty. So, and and I think the reason's pretty pretty obvious. Like I, I like them here, and I think they're going to have a lot of reasons to feel good, and, and they'll they'll score some points, and it'll be excellent. But um, it, this is one of those things where I could just see something kind of big happening in the game that. Kind of, it just reminds me of that that Rams Saints game where there was like that obvious pass interference late in the game that kind of changed some things, and then there's a kick that changes the score. And uh, I'm going for the same scoreline in the game. I'm going to go Rams 26-23, the beneficiary of something weird happening again. I like it. I like it a lot. I do like it a lot. It is. It is go. making for some very interesting picks from all of us. Uh, Would it also make it a fun off season if the Lions were just like, not only did we come in third, not only did we host this game, not only did we not embarrass ourselves, but the fucking refs took it from us. And then there'll be this whole like, can they do it again thing? And they won't. But, you know, wouldn't that be fun? That'd be awesome. It would be. Oh, <laughs> It'd be very long. How many people would be Lions be... fans next year just going, oh, I'm back. I'm get- they're going to do it again. And then when they start two and four, you're like, oh, they're just the Lions. It'd be yeah. very, it'd be very, very lions. That's what it would be. Yeah, such a lion. Same yeah. old lions. That's what we would be doing. <laughs> We're thinking about 2014 here, aren't we, Maddie? When you said yeah, well, 2015, and I mean, <laughs> legitimately, you've asked me for a game prediction. I've just picked all the way to week six next season. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Poor lions. Hope, I mean, look the the hope for the lions. By the way, a lot of teams recently have broken big playoff win droughts. We're talking like the Bengals. Remember when they had that drought before text messages were a thing? Yeah, that's right. They it was broke 31 years off. or something, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, it was we have a number on that? 1991 until 2022, so 21 season. Uh, so 22. So, yeah, that was 31 years. Exactly. So oh, there was there also the Browns. The Browns broke a big one as well. Um, who else? Yeah, they win over Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah, the Bills had a one from like 96 until 2020, I think it was. So that as well. 
There's been some big playoff win droughts broken with recent years. So, Lions fans, I think you're going to break your win drought sometime soon. If it's not this year, then hopefully next year. Hopefully. All right, let's go to... I was just checking the weather on some of these games. Let's go to what is the warmest game of the week. <laughs> the last one for us. Monday night. The Queensland game. Monday, the Queensland game. Yeah. It's going to be a balmy <laughs> minus six Celsius in Tampa Bay, Florida, when the Philadelphia Eagles come to town to take on <laughs> Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that was... Absolutely written off at the start of the season by just about everybody, including their own franchise, who amazingly, as we pointed out previously on G'day Gridiron, only managed to pay Baker Mayfield $4 million to be a quarterback this season. And here he is taking the Bucks all the way to the playoffs as the third seed, uh, no, fourth seed in the NFC, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and a game against the Philadelphia Eagles, who were ten and one at one point in this season, and fell all the way to eleven and six. The this, this matchup. Yeah, just get your baker cock. Just get your baker cock out. And just tip, just get out. The, just I'm doing. I'm doing already. Well, on the box. I know it's going to split us, Tay. That's what's. It's one of the only two games that's going to split us. Finally, and you know why that is? Because the Eagles have lost four of their last five games, and that, that's to. Teams like Arizona and the Giants, for fuck's sake. Like, no, it, they've actually lost five of their last six. Yeah, five, five well, six, yeah. I'm only looking at the last five. Whereas the Bucks yeah. have won four of their last five. Uh, and yes, they could be considered against... Who are they against again? They could be middling teams. And there's Carolina in there. Uh, and there is Jacksonville. So hang on, Maddie. we're paying out the Eagles for losing to bad teams. But we're going to lord Tampa Bay for beating bad teams. Damn right yeah, we are. Okay. Damn right oh, we are. Okay. And you know okay. why? Because Baker Mayfield has two, two playoff, two playoff appearances, one and one. Of course, that's the 2020 Browns, and then they punted him like a, an old smelly sock. So Baker Mayfield's <laughs> going to have something to prove here. But I just don't think the Philadelphia Eagles on defense are all that anymore. There's something inherently broken with that side of this team. Whether it is the the punting of of Gannon. Because he didn't just leave, they sell, they told him to go. They didn't even try and make offers to keep him. Um, or it's the amount of players that they lost. It's something is wrong with that end of the team. The offense still carries the team a lot, but they haven't been great due to injuries. But the the defense is horrible. The Bucks, I don't know. I think the Bucks is going to just be that. We talked about it with the Packers. Like this is their Super Bowl, and I feel like this is this is it for the Bucks. It's 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 all. Uh, it's all roses from here, basically. I don't know. The Bucks seem to make the playoffs all these years, right? They made it as long I can remember as long ago as last year when they also made the playoffs with a losing record. So I don't know. This is just another day at the office for the Bucks. Scene. What are you talking about? It is another day. Yeah, but they didn't. Not, they do this all the time. The own franchise didn't think they were going to do this because they all. Everybody thought that it was Tom Brady's team, and no one else is going to be able to lead that team other than mm. Tom Brady. And they had a, he had a losing record last season. Yeah. And then Baker Mayfield comes in and does this. Who expected that? Like, I, even me as a Baker Mayfield homer did not expect <laughs> that to happen. And I think, I've been loving this season. He's still you frust- go a long way before you find somebody loves Baker Mayfield as much as Ian, by he's, the way. <laughs> he's, he's frustrating as fuck as a player and a QB, just in general. Um, he's just going to throw the ball wherever he wants to throw it. He's like... 
I don't know. Josh Allen. Josh Allen White. Josh Allen White. Yes. Nice. Yes. 100%. Jinx. Jinx. Same drop. Same drop class, dude. Taylor, can you de- Taylor, can you destroy me on the Baker Mayfield talk, please? No, I'm pretty sure Baker is your top search on Pornhub, mate. I'm pretty sure you as soon as your <laughs> soon as your I just soon as your computer, soon as your laptop opens, it's just Baker nudes. It's Baker, Baker baguette. It's Baker just painting <laughs> painting the walls of the stadium down in in Tampa Bay. Is that a, yeah, is that a is that a baguette, uh, or are you happy to see me? Well, yeah. That's pretty much the one for yeah. Hey, there was um, a there's a picture of him with a zin with a Zin tin in his pocket at training, throwing right. balls. And as soon as I put that in our chat, and I went, you did? this guy, they're going to win by 30, for fuck's sake. The one- <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, man. The problem for me for the Bucks in this game is it feels to me like if you're going to take them, you're basically, like, the, the upside is still there to me for the Eagles. Not as high as last year. I really do feel like because of how bad their defense is, the upside from last year seems to be gone. To me, they're still a better team than the Bucks. You're going to have to get basically the worst part of the Eagles. The Eagles you've seen the last five or six weeks, to be fair, for the Bucks to even be a chance in this game. Uh, I just don't think the Bucks have any ceiling at all. Like, don't get me wrong, they have they have the wide receivers. You know, Chris Goblin hasn't been great this year, to be fair. But Mike Evans, this is a great matchup for him. Like, this secondary is terrible uh, at the Eagles, and Baker's been amazing at throwing to him. So technically, that's a good matchup. But I just really feel like the Eagles have sort of been rope-a-doping for a while. I don't know why they were doing that the last two weeks because they really should have been trying to play to try and win the division. Mm-hmm. I don't know if part of it was like, oh, we don't really care that much. We can go on the road and we can win games. We've got a, we got a week one opponent that, that barely won their division with a shitty record. I don't know if they really felt like fully pressed to really, really turn it on. And that's what worries me because if you get like 10% more out of the Eagles than you've seen the last few weeks, I still think that's enough to beat this Bucks team. So that's what's hard for me is to go, all right, if I'm taking the Bucks here, I'm really, really tripling down that this Eagles team is who we have seen the last few weeks because I'm not sure about it. I still think they've got another gear. Uh, to get to. Their offensive line's still amazing. Like They can still protect Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts could easily still have a good game. The Bucks secondary themselves isn't great. Uh, like You can definitely throw on this team. I, I wouldn't mind getting a bit more... It looks like AJ Brown's injury isn't too bad, so it looks like he'll play. Uh, I'm not sure about Devontae Smith. No, I haven't seen much about him. So he's out. Okay, that's he's not out. great, but I still think AJ Brown, even on a 90% knee, could still have a very good game here. Uh, Dallas got it. It's a good matchup for him. Oh, I think he could be very involved in this offense as well. Uh, again, it's just one of those ones where I think everything has to go right for the Bucks to to win to win this game. And I just think there's too it's too hard to ask. I think the Phillies going to win this, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's close or a blowout or a blowout. Oh, blowout! Of course. <laughs> 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 too very <laughs> the two great options. Brad? Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's going to come down to injuries, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, Taylor jumped, mentioned it. But, you know, Hertz had to go out with a dislocated finger um, last week. And who knows how much that's going to affect him. But I would agree exactly with Taylor's sentiment. I think the Eagles have that little bit of an extra gear 
just because of the dogs that they've got on their team. And, and I, I, my heart wants to go with the Bucks. Like I totally Yeah, I'm with I you. love that storyline, but uh, but my head says the Eagles. So I'm 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 going to go with the Eagles on this one. Man, Jot. Yeah, no, I I feel like I'm the split vote in this group right now. I know who he's taking. The way it's going, look, uh, can I just say I I I miss my man Marky Mark. All right, here because me and him the whole year in the chat. We said Eagles memes, Eagle downfall memes, you know. The Eagles hate between the two of us was probably stronger than Brad's hate for the Eagles his entire life. I love I love this. I love this because you your your Eagles hate and the fact that they're coming up against a team like the Bucks and you are so conflicted right now on <laughs> Oh man as Brad said, heart and then head is yeah. the picking with your heart and your head. Your heart, your heart is saying "fuck the Eagles," but your head is saying, "Oh my god!" <laughs> of course, yeah, it is a very head 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 spinning matchup, really, between these two teams. You've got got Baker; he he can really ball when he can, but also, I feel like his floor is a lot lower than Jalen Hurts, and that is the concern I think for this matchup is. What happens if Baker just implodes? That that is my only concern for the Buckies. Well, the biggest, but mainly my concern with the Bucks is what if Baker implodes? I mean, we've seen him do it before. He has imploded really badly in games. But for me, I think the Buccaneers have shown all season that they're a really strong football team on their day. Like they they can really contend with some of the some of the best teams. I mean, when they played the 49ers back in I think it was like week 12 and they they really came close to the Niners. There was a couple of red zone ints by by Baker and it was that was a game. But yeah, the Buccaneers are really inconsistent, but the Eagles have been absolutely stopped in their rails. And I think that is really where it is. Can the Eagles find their form? Honestly, the injuries, I think, for the Eagles are massive, though. Like, if you're talking, no Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown with some injury concern, Jalen Hurts with that dislocated middle finger, defense is still really banged up and not really playing well across the board. There's a lot of red flags for them as well. So, for me, it's really coming down to which team I can trust a bit more this season compared to what I think the potential is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean the box as of now. Yep. Excellent. Do you want to give us a score prediction, Major? Start kicking us off there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the I think this one is going to be a game that is more on the lower scoring end. I, I know it's the warmest game of the week, but I feel like this is a game that's going to be very tight, very defensive, because I think both offenses will get off to a slow start. And then I think the third quarter will sort of get us going. I'm going to go Buccaneers 20, the Eagles 17. Right, Matty. He really hates the fucking Eagles, doesn't he? He just fucking yeah, of course. Will not take of them. Course. Even Absolutely. a situation I, I want to see the downfall. You'd have to remove your it. brain not to take them. He's like, fuck the fucking Eagles. Um, and he's wrong, and it's okay to be wrong, because uh, yeah, Philly are just superior, and they're going to win this one. <laughs> 26 to 18. 26 I mean, when Maddie 18. says I'm wrong. Yeah, when Maddie says I'm wrong, more often times than not, I am right. 
So oh, that's that cold. Jesus Christ. Wow, that's it's got spicy. <laughs> it's getting spicy. Uh, Taylor, what was your score for the Eagles win? Yeah, I've got a feeling they're going to be able to move the ball on Tampa. Um, even even if the injury concerns, I still think they'll be able to be able to get it done. I'm going to go. I'm going to say they kick a field goal near the end to put it outside of one score. I'm going to say it's twenty nine twenty. Brad, score from you. So I'm going uh, Eagles twenty four, Bucks seventeen. Oh, nice. Right, and since like Mayor just joined me on the Bucks pick. For, for no reason, just because he hates the Eagles so much. Hates the Eagles, it's just, 100%. But I figured, because I was going to be the spicy one picking the Bucks, and I was just going to throw it out there, why not just do something completely stupid since it is the most ridiculous pick I've probably made this season, bar none, uh, and I had a horrible season. Why you not... and I both, brother. <laughs> Bucks. <laughs> yeah, we did. Matty's warm advice. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the next show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Bucks 39-37. Fuck, I want to watch the hell out of that game. <laughs> I want to watch the hell out of that. If you oh. make that happen, I will watch the hell out of that. <laughs> that's why it needs to happen, Matty. So the whole, like, but the whole of the NFL verse stands up and goes, holy shit, this game is uh, goes, wow. 70, 70 points. points. <laughs> <laughs> make it, make it down it down right. 101 at Fantasy. Yeah, and at an over under forty three and a half this game, Ian's just like fuck it, let's double it. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. What team might get there by themselves? Funnily enough, though, the thirty nine thirty seven scoreline is the scoreline that the uh, Bucks lost to the Texans with earlier in the yeah, season. That was so, an amazing game, and that was a bloody good game. And I'm expecting it to be like that. All offense, no defense, because that's what these teams are <laughs> the whole wow. way. All right. Because, uh, like I said, they're both bad in secondary, so I wouldn't be surprised if there is a lot of passing yards. That's game. what I'm expecting. 400-plus from Baker, I reckon. <laughs> Maddie's just had a... That's, Maddie's had a car. That's big. <laughs> Wait, I, I, yeah, my reaction on that was uh, just like I just touched a hot plate. I'm like, ooh! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so from that sound, imagine the face I'm pulling. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I just saw an ambulance fly past me. <laughs> yeah, it's on my way. We've just done that millhouse. Oh, so the, the Bart Simpson thing of continually touching the, the electrified cupcake. It's like, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's recap those uh, these picks real quick. I won't go through the scores. We'll just recap the actual winners. Uh, Browns, Texans. Everybody took Browns except for me, who took Texans. Dolphins, Chiefs. Um, Brad took Chiefs. Manjot, Chiefs. Taylor, Chiefs. I took the Chiefs, and Maddie took the Dolphins. Yes, I did. Steelers, Bills. It's a unanimous Bills. Packers, Cowboys. Unanimous on the Cowboys, and some big scores. Rams Lions surprisingly is unanimous for the yeah. Rams. I was really wow. that's probably the biggest wow. surprise for all of us tonight. I really thought that one would be 50 50. We uh, all thought we were so daring, too. And now it's like this, <laughs> yeah. all of us looking at each other going, That's not so daring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we all came in just going, Those fuckers, none of them are taking the Rams. And guess who fucking uh, is? I mean, no. I mean, Population. The that's right. Exactly. Uh, so funny. Eagles Bucks surprisingly is the one that split us the most. So, Maddie, uh, sorry, Brad took the Eagles, Manjot took the Bucks, Taylor Eagles, Maddie Eagles, and I am on the Baker Mayfield train 
as well. So that's how we that's how we play out for the picks for the wild card weekend for playoffs in 2023 season. Uh, of course, if you want to join us on those brackets, you can, as we spoke about earlier in the show, ESPN Pick'em Bracket Competition. You'll find the links on our social medias, which is at Aussie Gridiron Network, at G'day Gridiron, and at Aussie NFL Network. It's across the whole network you'll find those links. Enter in there. Have some fun with a lot of other people, including us, uh, in the ESPN Bracket Pick Competition. And you could be the lucky winner of two very, very limited uh, Aussie Gridiron Network T-shirts. Yeah, and it could be amazing. Apart from that, make sure you check out the second of our shows for this week, the Fantasy Show, which will be coming up shortly. You'll see that uh, in your feed tomorrow, uh, Saturday. So make sure you check that out before you watch all the games on Sunday. Boys, it's been a fun one. Bye for now. We'll see you on the fantasy show. Hooray! Hooray! Thanks, everybody. G'day Gridiron is brought to you by the Aussie Gridiron Network, a network of Australian podcasts bringing you some of the best content from the NFL and the local game. Check out our other podcasts, Aussie NFL Fantasy and No Huddle Dynasty. 